And welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined as always by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? Well, you know, I've been good. There's one thing that's been going on lately is that you've been uh, confronting me with my failures. And I, I say mm-hmm. don't confront me with my failures because <laughs> I have not forgotten them. That's what I say to you. Yeah, but I do think you need to be reminded... Um, <laughs> That you uh, you failed. You oh, actually okay. did, in fact, fail. <laughs> and uh, you were late today. And, uh, you know, there's a lot wrong with you now that I think about it. <laughs> Two minutes late to a podcast is about 40 minutes early to a real life event, I would say. <laughs> Um, anyways, we have, we have quite a show for you today, people. This isn't like one of these normal phone-it-in episodes that we've been doing for the last three, four years. <laughs> this is, this is one of the good ones. Uh, we have a guest who came prepared with a nice microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Dan Wilbur here today. How are you, Hi. Dan? Hello. I'm so happy to be here talking about my favorite subject. Hell yes! yes. Before before we even get into that, let's get a let's get an early up top plug because you have got a special coming out right next month. Yes, Ooh, April twelfth. I have a I have an album that I recorded at QED called Husband Material. Nice. I'm a married <laughs> married man. I'm one of these married guys. Well, we just lost all our female listeners. Not no! <laughs> Sorry, lady. Well, Tommy, you're going to have to take some heavy lifting from these ladies on this episode because you're talking to two married men. Two married guys. Don't you love? Yeah. Nobody. That's that's the the number one thing people love listening to is two married guys talking to a single guy <laughs> about Tommy. Do you have any questions for us or anything? <laughs> Yeah, you need advice. <laughs> we gotta get Tommy hitched up. <laughs> oh my god, no! <laughs> you can just I join us, do. Tommy. Just join. Yeah, we get can in the, all get in the thruple together. Yeah, <laughs> thruple marriage. Start the commune. The banks are about to go under. We need to all share a farm <laughs> and each other's bodies. What timing for this bank shit? I just bought a house, and uh, now the whole thing is going to collapse. I don't really. Yo, I looked it what up. Any of it means? <laughs> well, I googled uh, if if your bank goes under and you have a mortgage, do you get a freebie? And Google was like, no, <laughs> you're, you're not. Google was like, you're not old enough to have a house. Please stop <laughs> saying that. <laughs> Um, anyway, we we are very excited about this special coming out. You said April twelfth, April twelfth, right into my plug, which is that I will also have <laughs> I also have an album slash special coming out sometime in the next month. I don't have the dates yet, but keep an eye out for it. It's called Takar Noir. Uh, it's exciting stuff. I'm freaking out about it. Are you freaking out at all? Are you like, oh, what have I done with my life? Um, uh, I was thinking that when I recorded it, and now yeah. I'm like, yeah, not not bad. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I, I want like, people to know when they listen to my <laughs> my my album. Oh, this yes. isn't that bad. <laughs> that's what I want them to think. <laughs> this ain't half bad at all. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a stressful thing. Tommy's got one in the uh, cooking too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, listen to the sound recently. mix today. Very exciting, Ooh, baby. 
I will say there is one joke that made it into one of the songs that the Stand By Your Band listeners will be excited. It's an Easter egg for the Stand By Your Band listeners. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, uh, I have to imagine it's horse-related. It <laughs> might be. <laughs> <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. Yeah. It's just you plugging the podcast. <laughs> like, hey, thanks for listening to my album. Make sure Stand By Your Band. That's the, la- that's the closer is a plug. <laughs> by the way, I, I know we waffle around a bit on this show. We're going to get into the music uh, the music very soon but if you're if you're somebody who loves this show please leave a little review on itunes because i was uh, very drunk the other night and accidentally looked through and saw <laughs> some very mean ones at me and uh fuck you <laughs> like, I, don't know. I know it's from people who don't listen to the show but it wow. really pissed me off i was like it's people who don't like that we are trying to be funny at all <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. this is a comedy podcast baby that's we've we're about one step away from not talking about music at all ever again. <laughs> so fuck off. Um, how dare you? How dare you besmirch the reputation of Sublime? It's <laughs> what I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. A lot of that. Yeah, a lot of Is anger. it a lot of that? Yeah. I, I made a joke about Sublime once that I was really proud of and they 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 came out of the woodwork. They came for me. <laughs> You gotta be careful, man. Please don't drag Sublime into this. They're gonna sick Lou Dog on you. <laughs> That's Tommy's biggest fear. Lou <laughs> Dog's definitely dead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to tell you guys this. A dog from the 90s? He's dead. <laughs> What about yep. Scooby Doo? He's still kicking. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that is a good point, and I'm waiting for him to die to finally commit some of these uh, crimes I've been looking to to get into when I'm when I'm finally safe from that uh, pesky dog and his meddling teens. Let's get into the the artists of the day. We're talking about Jackson Brown, and this is an interesting one because I was doing some research. It seems like for the most part. He's the people who are writing about Jackson Brown at least do like him and he's he's a he's got a big fan base of elderly women specifically he's in that James Taylor space the, he gets yes. he's all horned up but why <laughs> yeah. did you bring us uh, Jackson Brown today I picked it to defend it because I think it's the least cool thing that I'm into 100% and I've 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 said it before, and I'll tweet it again, that uh, my music taste is divorced dad on his first road trip alone, and that's <laughs> just Jackson Brown all the way. It's like like when Steely Dan is too cool, you crank up the Eagles <laughs> and Jackson Brown, and you just you just let the road take you where it wants to. It's just you and the just you and the music, and then you know you listen to the Avett Brothers and cry. So this is like when you're not ready to cry, you just want to be wistful. You're doing Jackson Brown. And uh, and so I picked it because I just knew it was not. There was never like a phase of my life where this was cool <laughs> like, yeah. or where, where it was cool for me to be into it. And I've been into it since I was 12 years old. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, that's that's uh, I, I feel. Yeah, I, I feel like um, I didn't know exactly what jackson brown did but i knew all of these songs and i it this was right up my alley as a boy so it's a it's weird that i didn't know him by name i knew the eagles like i i knew take it easy and like i knew a lot of the stuff he worked like songs he had written and uh had heard these songs but i just did not ever look up like wait who is that i just knew it was one of these old 
old folky uh, bitches, and uh, he's he's a great. But he's led like he's he's, he's led a life that uh, mm-hmm. that feels like we all should know him. It's just yeah. another reason. It's like he, uh, you know, broke off some marriages and dated yeah. Daryl Hannah, and like mm-hmm. he was dating Nico when he wrote these days i don't mean to jump the gun and start mentioning specific songs but wait i read and somebody commented also that he wrote uh these days when he was 16 yeah Yeah. it's yeah that is insane and so he's dating yeah he's dating nico wow i don't know how nico how old she was but i'm I'm pretty sure she's canceled today (laughs) she's canceled whatever age it was i think it was older than 16 um so curious uh, all right, we are back. We had some technical difficulties. Uh, also, I said that. Uh, very weird. But yeah, so he was 16 writing the song that is very wistful. And you're like, probably, what are you so sad about, brother? Yeah, well, you already addressed the uh, don't don't confront me with my failures. And it's just his it's his 600 on the verbal SAT or whatever. Like, like what is it? What are your failures, man? You already know how to finger pick. Yeah. Yeah. My failures. I couldn't finger pick this exactly how I wanted. He sounds, I mean, he sounds better because he plays these days later with chords on the live albums. And there's a funny story. I don't know how much I, I could just talk about Jackson Brown. And you guys can no, take please. a nap yeah, if you yeah. want. <laughs> but I guess do. like because I'll play it for you. I learned the guitar in specifically so I could play the these days riff just by myself. Um, and uh, but there's this story that he told about. He went to go see the Royal Tenenbaums. And there's a scene where these days plays the Nico recording of it plays. And he's sitting in the theater and he's like, man, I used to play just like that. And then doesn't realize it's his, that it's his song until she starts singing, and he's like, "Oh right, okay." So I feel like he was even—I mean, I don't know everything about his life, but I feel like at sixteen he was firing on all cylinders to to come up with that riff, and then and uh, and then you know just aged gracefully into writing really good melodies and lyrics. But like, I don't know if he's ever topped that style yeah i sorry i was just reading i also i the the royal tenenbaums thing popped popped up but also there's another fact that he forgot that he had given them the rights to <laughs> yeah that's a, yeah yeah i think that's and also part of it he said this is one of those things that comes to you in the mail and you don't know what they're talking about and you simply give them permission <laughs> you're sitting in the movie theater and there's this great moment when gwyneth paltrow is coming out of the a bus or something like that i'm thinking to myself yeah i used to play the guitar just like that <laughs> that's so funny that yeah he's like yeah i got some shit in the mail <laughs> whatever that's a, wouldn't it be just great to be that rich that the contracts are just like an Apple terms of service. You like mm-hmm. just scroll real fast and you're like, oh, what was it? What is it? A, a million dollars, I guess. Yeah, that's going to happen to Tommy soon when uh, <laughs> when he's watching Alex Jones. They, uh, <laughs> I did sign some paperwork that they're allowed to play our podcast. <laughs> it's one of those things that comes in the mail and then you're watching this incredible moment. <laughs> Look, I sign everything in the mail. I don't care if it's a, <laughs> if it's a bill, if it's whatever. I just start signing. 
March of Dimes, Heifer International, everyone gets a goat. Here's as soon as I get that mail. I just my signature. And it's, it's nice when I can do it on the real thing. It's so beautiful. <laughs> when I was signing the, uh, I had to sign a bunch of paperwork for our loan shit the other day, and the lady's roasting my signature. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> I'm giving a lot of money to you right now. You better compliment my damn signature. <laughs> Uh, I, I still mean, write in. Uh, I write in cursive, so I everyone makes fun of this. Like, <laughs> oh, you really do? Wow, that's why I write like 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 it looks like Civil War era. <laughs> it does. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and I've never had good handwriting. I can't read it. I just it's just for the <laughs> to get the thinking going <laughs> for the look. Uh, yeah, it's. I I realized the other day I don't even think I know cursive anymore. I think I've like <laughs> fully forgotten. There are letters like I'll go to do it, and then there's letters that I'm like, oh shit, I don't know how to do this. It's because I'm trying to forge uh, Tommy's signature on a document. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, M, <laughs> what the fuck? You're supposed to flip it upside down if you want to forge a signature. I learned this, oh. so you're not thinking about the letters. You're just thinking about the style. Interesting. Interesting. See, this is what we should be doing. With fraud. And How to no defraud people. All the people who are Jackson Brown fans dying to hear us talk about it, some more JB magic. We should be telling people how to do crimes and frauds and scams. <laughs> Those people need a podcast. Uh, yeah. Hackers. People trying to take advantage of the elderly. <laughs> Where's their show? Where's their entertainment? <laughs> Well, it'll be WTF soon enough. He's 65. <laughs> He's t- right. I don't know how old he is. Yeah. Anyway, he's mad. Uh, he just heard me say it. He's he's already angry. <laughs> yeah, he, Marin does have to listen to every podcast to approve. <laughs> just to make sure. <laughs> he's the king of podcasting. Um, yeah. We should go ahead and listen to these days since we've talked about you wanna, it so much. You want to hear me uh, do the riff? Yeah, I brought, I, we're not on video, so I'll just stand up and you can look at my crotch while I love I, it. <laughs> love but it. I'm very, I'm very proud of that. This is going to be a rare live performance on Stand by Your Band. You aren't uh, getting well, this. this is like very parents. nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it up, but it still sounds good. No, that's he's, incredible. He's uh, just a really interesting guitar player, and it's higher up. And then the Nico part comes on, and she goes like, <laughs> and just sort of ruins it. <laughs> How nice that's a folk song beautiful. that is! Now people yeah. don't realize uh, they're not in on the bit. Dan did just put his phone up to the micro, up to the speaker. <laughs> no, that was great. Uh, also, one of the comments we got was, "Do they just put their phones up to the microphone to play the music?" <laughs> yes, I don't have a. Yes, we do. Board. It's fine, man. We're not listening to that much of it. Um, and if it really pisses you off, you know, you you could listen to a different show. Um, that's fine. Uh, listen to uh, what the hell is that other show? I can't. Even, never mind. Fuck it. Um, but no, I that's a 
That was a great. That's the first. Yeah, that's the first time we've ever had that happen, right? Yeah. That was I did. Time. I I learned from this guy Matt Schlatter, really just a great uh, guitarist, and I just only wanted to busk in my head. That's how <laughs> low my self esteem is. Is I was like, one day, I'm gonna busk on the subway and make four dollars. I've never pictured like playing in front of a stadium. I've never pictured like. I've never written like a good comedy song, so I like barely can use it as a skill for stand up. And but it would for this uh, occasion, I was like, I, I mean, I gotta do it because it's I play this it every time I pick up the guitar. It's fun, yeah. it's, it's just a, such it, a fun, it's such a great, it's such a great song. I mean, this is a song, like I said, I did not know this was Jackson Brown uh, before today, but listen, I was like, when I saw your list, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I love that song. And uh, <laughs> it was very fun to listen. Let's listen to a little bit of uh, yeah, do it, yeah. the JB version. That's great. That is very, very good. It is like, this is right up my alley in terms of uh, Sad Boy. Yeah. Like an older generation of it. It's like the old um, National or something where it's like, it's just going to beat you up a little bit. But it is true that it's like a more, it's like Take It Easy is just a fun road song too. Oh, yeah. Well, Take It Easy is my favorite one to talk about because like you wrote such a relatable song just like he can't stop getting pussy. He just can't stop it. He just absolutely, you know, this problem we've all had when women, just seven different women <laughs> hate you for being such a player. And then like writing this. And by the way, in case you don't know and you've gotten this far, Jackson Brown looks like Stephen King. Like He looks like yeah. he's like he is oddly handsome. And he's, he's like grown a, a little – he's a hotter, older dude now. But, yeah. like, he used to wear those big glasses, and he just looked like a weirdo. And, you know, and then wrote, I'm running down the road trying to loosen my lo- – like, I'm trying to ditch some of these women because I, yeah. I just got too many women on, <laughs> on deck. It's crazy. What a crazy, relatable song. Look, man, I get it. I mean, up until the day I got married, and that's when I put it all away. But <laughs> up until that second that I got married, I uh, I fully related to this song. <laughs> but I, I do. I, but that for a lover who wouldn't blow my cover, actually. Yeah, I'm about to climb inside. I mean, I didn't mean to drop a dirty word on your podcast, but he's like, I gotta. What is it? I'm looking to. Come inside there and take it easy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, man. Yeah, so does. it is Jackson, like... you got to chill. <laughs> you got to chill. Horny on Main, Jackson Brown. <laughs> he showed his whole ass on Main. <laughs> he showed his whole <laughs> uh, Jackson Bussy. <laughs> Bussy. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, that's great. <laughs> but wait, I, I was one of the thinking songs too, right? Because we should play it if we're uh, talking. Yeah. About oh yeah, we should play so, it. Yeah. Go ahead. 
Yeah. Do you want? Because there's two versions that I'm seeing here. I see the Jackson Brown version. You should. Uh, and then there's the Eagles version. But I feel like. It, you can play the you can play the Jackson Brown because I'm sure people are familiar already yeah. with the with well, the Eagles it. version, and also yeah. it gets gets to the heart of this, which is that Jackson Brown's just kind of corny, <laughs> like <laughs> like his voice is too soft. It's it's yeah. soft. It's softer than the Eagles record, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it. It's like the charm, and then I'll, yeah. you know, when we All get right. to the Pretender, then I'm gonna really blow your minds. I don't. We won't even get there. We'll run out of time. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear. Take it easy. It sounds like the Eagles recording. Actually, I take it back. It sounds. It does sound a lot like it. It's similar. I had I to listen prefer to the his Eagles voice one to too. remember. Yeah. That is good advice, man. Yeah, lighten up while you still can, man. Take, Take your Zoloft. Take your Zoloft. Take your Zoloft. It's a pill, my lord. Oh, man. Well, you can still feel like... So we've already played, right, two things that sound softer than that original riff. Like, Mm -hmm. you can learn right now, having not played guitar, you can learn Take It Easy, like, tonight. (laughs) You can learn, (laughs) like, you can just, you can play it really slow, you wouldn't know, but it's it's like a C, G, like, you could teach yourself Take It Easy right now on the podcast, and you'd be like, all right, and you just sort of hum over it. It's good, Mm -hmm. it's a good tune, it's a good tune to start with, but it's like, I already feel like we have he's he's softened his guitar playing <laughs> so yeah. he's dumbed it down for us <laughs> because he wanted to write a cool melody and it's you know, catchy as hell he did it he did it it's very catchy i've had it stuck in my head all day it's a, it's a great time um and those eagles they they got lucky they got lucky having a guy like jb around <laughs> to give him songs like this <laughs> I guess Glenn, I don't know the st- whole story that Glenn Fry like they wrote it together, but I'm convinced no, no. that Jackson Glenn Brown Fry just was hanging had a yeah. he had Jackson Brown by his boots and he was shaking him down. <laughs> he said, "Give me one of these hits, maybe." <laughs> and uh, I believe this was their was this their first hit. I I could be crazy here. I don't know. I, I read that. Um. Yeah. Very. Very good song. It's. I didn't realize that he lived. He lived very close to where I live now. He. Oh. He's from. He grew. He was born in Germany, but his family moved to Highland Park when he was three years old. Oh my God! I bet he was insufferable. <laughs> like, hey, where you're from? Well, technically, Germany. So I was born in Berlin before the wall fell, and uh, 
Now, mm-hmm. but then Jersey at three. But I have memories of the wall. <laughs> Everyone moves from Heidelberg, Germany to L.A. after a few years once they get their start. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 1951, probably a good year to get out of Germany. <laughs> Take a little break. <laughs> Change that accent. Wow. Pick up a guitar. <laughs> Start getting I didn't know that. laid. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, we have more music for you fine people at home. And I want to play it. That, I, I love that song. Uh, the next one you sent us here. I need to pull up. What was the, uh, the next one? I heard it. I think uh, it's Running on Empty. That's right. Running on. And I picked this if you want me to introduce it. Yeah. uh, It's good to play that, take it easy, and then run it on empty because they are the same song. (laughs) I know. They are like so close, except it's still the thing I love about running on empty that you should, and you can know this before, and the whole album is that half of it's live and half of it's studio. And it's because they just were writing the songs on the road and running on empty. Like they interviewed him and he was like, I don't even remember where we wrote it or how I wrote it. I was like in a hotel. Maybe I don't know. Like they they have no idea where it came from. Uh, Could have been anybody's song. (laughs) He's just, he knows he wrote it, but he's like, I just, I'm, I'm not even sure. I'm not sure what city I'm in. And that makes it so cool, but it's just take it easy. A redo. You know, it feels like taking <laughs> the easy reboot too. Yeah, it, feel, it feels like the take it easy uh, is like the beginning of the the trip. He's like got his convertible. He's rolling down the street, and then this song is like they've reached about the end, and he's like, "All right, I'm uh, I need some gas." <laughs> <laughs> There's a song in the middle like "Gotta Take a Pee Break." <laughs> been driving for a while um you know how hard it is to drive from germany to la <laughs> it takes forever that huge bridge <laughs> look these volkswagens are good cars but they are not made to do this all right here's running on empty Under the wheels, those we- <laughs> Russian. good about that yeah. tommy i love that song that's a it's so good classic yeah it's really good i love that's those piano day, parts yeah. backup vocals that come in it's just every part about that i like right for me yeah and they put it they like, put him in like it sounds like he's in a i don't know like a sewer like an underground <laughs> like he's echoey and he's yeah. like away from it feels like he's away from the rest of the band like it actually got into some uh interesting vocal stuff but it is just 
running down the road trying to loosen my load. These wheels, <laughs> they're spinning. But a little more melancholy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this one but the other feel so- less. It's, it feels like more of a down note than the up the upbeat of, right. uh, of the Take It Easy. And, the, and this album is the most interesting because he did like a Dave Von Ronk cover of Cocaine. And like, you know. He's he's living a hard life out there on the road, so I think he's just like a little more of he's a little more bummed out maybe yeah. at this stage of his life, and and actually dealing with the wistful uh, things that he wrote about when he was sixteen and like yeah. oh oh I guess it's sort of bad man I had no idea <laughs> I had no idea how bad it would get and he's like grizzled but he's twenty seven he's yeah. like oh man I just I can't even I can't take it anymore. <laughs> This is like we talk about. I mean, we we just talked briefly about this on the last one with Brad Wenzel, but uh, with Bob Seger, so much of the shit he wrote, he was like twenty two or something like that. And you're like, man, <laughs> how are you so grizzled? <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah, a boy. yeah. Same with like Neil Young too. Like mm-hmm. did whatever that is <laughs> out of the out of the black. I can't. I can play it. I'll play it for you. Um, <laughs> Like that sounds like an old man, you know. Yeah. What are you doing, man? <laughs> uh, I found a couple fun facts about this song. One is that uh, he did. <laughs> he said that uh, he wrote it while he was driving back and forth to the studio each day to make his album. Oh. Because well, he all, it also it was recorded on stage, backstage in three different hotel rooms, and on a Continental Silver Eagle tour bus during a cross country tour. Uh, this isn't that he necessarily wrote it like that. It's that uh, he remembered that he was always driving around with no gas in his car, and he just never <laughs> bothered to fill it up because the studio was only a few blocks away. So it's very literal. Uh, he's like looking at his gas tank, like, oh wait, I've got a song idea. <laughs> Tire yeah, pressure well, I- is low. Yeah, I mean, who wants to hear a song called "Full Tank of Gas"? <laughs> Unless it's like, I guess Eminem. Yeah. He's about to blow something up. Maybe actually that is cool. Never mind. I take yeah, it back. That actually sounds sick. rescinded. Oh. <laughs> uh, the other fun fact I found here is this is like the opposite of the uh, Royal Tenenbaums story. In 2008, uh, lifelong Democrat Jackson Brown filed a lawsuit against. John McCain, after the politician used a portion of this song in a presidential campaign TV ad without his permission. Well, uh, yeah, that's okay. a that's a big one too because the activism because Jackson Brown is like a legit folksy, mm-hmm. uh, Seeger type, uh, Pete Seeger type, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Where he he like protested all these nuclear waste disposal thing mm-hmm. like he he's like actively trying to save the world mm-hmm. as a as a lefty so i feel like if john mccain doing the drill baby drill in 2008 he's he's lucky jackson brown didn't pop him <laughs> it's like he didn't fucking take out a glock <laughs> anyway he died anyway jackson brown outlived him so jesus christ I'm sorry. Uh, breaking news, right. by the way. R.I.P. <laughs> I'm sorry if everyone looked like I upset people. Tom. 
<laughs> We've been kind of keeping McCain alive on the show. I'm really keeping, to handle it. keeping Tom in a box. <laughs> not showing him. <laughs> McCain is very well, very much alive. And he looks younger than ever. <laughs> and Sarah Palin is still the hottest babe. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh man, that'd be to be a McCain Republican, and that's your only. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> running on empty was so part of mainstream culture in America that in the sitcom Mork and Mindy, a framed copy of the album cover hung on the wall in Mindy's apartment. Wow, <laughs> Dang, absolutely, absolute pinnacle. Like that today. <laughs> You're on the IMDb page for the song. Even Mork listens to this shit. <laughs> and he's a fucking alien, I think. I never watched the show. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. Let's hear. We have one more song here, and it's a, oh, sure. it's a big one. I, yeah, I don't. The one you tipped earlier. Do you have a setup for this one? No, just it, just that I have a lot to say about it, but I, uh, I feel like we should listen to the beginning, yeah, of it, and and to know that it, I feel like it, it led up to a breakup, <laughs> my in my life. Oh yeah, but it's a great, okay, it's I a great little. About this. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a fun little thing. <laughs> All right, let's hear the pretender. It goes some interesting places melodically. Mm-hmm. For in, you know, it gets like there's like a higher register at some mm-hmm. point, and like there's like a cool breakdown. It's a cool melodic song, but I just know that everyone in my life thinks it is cheesy. And I just, as an experiment, I was listening to it this morning. Uh, I was in the car and I just started going like, you know what? If Bruce Springsteen sang this song, and it, I, I feel like you think I'm setting up a bit, but if Bruce Springsteen started a song and was like, I'm going to rent myself a house in the shade of the freeway, we'd all love it. We'd love it. But because it's Trump saying it, it <laughs> <a little> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't 
I didn't. I've never. Yeah, that's my closer, and so I just, I just dressed it up like, like I haven't been doing it for years. But I did it this morning. I like did it to myself. I started. I'll do it. You know, I'll do it as Dylan. I'll do it as whatever. But if Tom Waits or Bruce Springsteen like sang that opening line, you would be like, "What is this song?" Yeah. But because it's like this fucking dad rock and his voice is so soft and he decided to make it so slow and like there's two whole verses stacked before he gets to that upper part you're just sitting through this thing like what is he doing he's like he's in the he's just renting a house and he's sad like what is it and if you listen to the lyrics it's like it's about um like the, the fact that American capitalism is like inescapable and there's no joy in it, even for the solemn kids waiting for the ice cream vendor, like there's no escaping that like it's an empty just making money and spending it and having sex with someone you don't care about and then like just existing with no spiritual. You're just a shell of a human uh, looking at ads and uh and letting it move you spiritually. And then he like says a little prayer. So I've obviously my point is I'm bearing the lead. I've spent a lot of time thinking about this song. (laughs) I just like love it so much. And I went to Bard college and I just remember like dating a girl who like the only thing we had in common was we liked the yeah, yeah, yeahs. And then everything else she liked was like screaming, you know, I was getting beat up by somebody every time we saw a band together. Uh, just, I was a real dork, and I was like, "You got to listen to this. Like, you like Dylan or whatever, and you like punk, but like, try this on." And she literally like gave she gave me a look, like, "Ugh, like no." And then, and then I, I found yes in the tweet, I was like, I found out that kids call that getting the ick, and it was the beginning of the end where she heard it and was like, "Yeah, this just like isn't for me," and neither is this dude. And then like, broke up with me like a week later. And I could feel it. It was all the Jackson Brown song, and I'm I'm definitely over it. I'm definitely just <laughs> I'm definitely not thinking about it. <laughs> uh no it's uh it's tough man you you settle down you marry a lady who doesn't give who who puts up with it you listen to the jackson brown and you wake up in a house by the highway (laughs) 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 well that i think it's like he was gonna marry someone he loved and then he was like no i just want to eat mcdonald's and go to my construction job Mm -hmm. i just like don't buy him as a uh, middle class, like a working class dude ever. Mm-hmm. Like he's just been writing music and been open about how good he is at writing music. And unlike Springsteen, for some reason, you're like, I, don't, I just don't buy it. And mm-hmm. so it sounds almost cynical because he's like, what if I just gave up this life as a millionaire and I just went and lived and and had a real job? Wouldn't that be an interesting fantasy? But there's like a, because he's delved so deep into how annoying it is to have no spiritual existence i'm like oh it's not cynical he's like genuinely bummed that Mm -hmm. you could have millions of dollars and then just spend it and hate yourself because there's nothing there's nothing shaping your life in any kind of spiritual way so it's definitely a lot more interesting than (laughs) i'm going down the road and i'm trying to fuck all these ladies (laughs) i'm trying not to fuck so much Sure. Thank you, the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 
it's uh I I really like this uh this whole playlist is great. This song is uh brutal. Listen. I mean it's it's a great it's a great <laughs> song, but it's like brutal uh to to listen to as a man in your uh 30s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're feeling it. You're feeling the burn. It's like ah shit. Um well, they all get no, no, there's poppier ones and for anybody who's again just finding out about Jackson Brown. There's like a lot of good ones, as to, I think Tommy can attest. Yes, uh, a huge fan, uh, and some get brought up in the uh, in the peanut gallery. There's some some recommendations okay. there too, but yeah, we got we got some good ones. Ooh, speaking of the peanut gallery, it's about peanut gallery o'clock. Uh, <laughs> <You> <laughs> look at your the watches. time. <laughs> I did find a couple things that uh, I I feel like we should talk about a little bit. I found an interview that was pretty fun where he talks about. Cancel culture, <laughs> which is just always funny to me. I don't know, but they ask him. He does. He did a, an interview with the Los Angeles Times, and they ask him a couple questions that I thought were funny. That uh, or his answers, where one was, um, he was asked if he would uh, want to talk about his relationships, like about dating Nico, Joni Mitchell, Daryl Hannah. And uh, the interviewer says, Carly Simon wrote a really good memoir about her marriage to James Taylor. And he, he answered, who's interested in that, though? Who's interested <laughs> in Carly talking about James? And then the, interview says, the interviewer says, um, me? A lot of people. And then he says, I'm not interested in that stuff. Have you read Linda Ronstadt's book? Now that's a good book. It's about music. Yes. People don't want to know about Jerry Brown and Mick Jagger and all the people Linda had relationships with. Besides, you have to be a really good writer to do that. Here's the thing. Yes, they do. People would like to read Linda Ronstadt <laughs> writing about Mick Jagger. I'm sure people would read no, that. No one wants to hear what it's like to hook up with Mick Jagger. <laughs> Boring. I want to hear about the A to the G. <laughs> That's what I want to know about. Um, then they ask, what are your thoughts on cancel culture? And he says, I'm not very aware of it. And, uh, that he's kind of helpless about social media and stuff. And, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't, he says, my version of cancel culture is I just turn it off or change the channel. And they bring up, cause he's friends with Phoebe Bridgers. And he mentions that, or like he met her at a, at a birthday party, at a, an escape room birthday party, where he knows that they did not what? escape. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. That um, is insane. But he didn't know her music at all then, and then he heard some of her shit, and he's like, "Oh my god, that's Phoebe!" <laughs> and he loved it, um, which is fun. But the interviewer brings up Ryan Adams with uh, Phoebe Bridgers and Mandy Moore, and says that as a result, some people say he should be canceled. And then he says, what? I think powerful men have been taking <clears throat> advantage of their status with women, and that should stop. I think it made a big impression on everybody that uh, Phoebe Bridgers and Mandy Moore came forth to uh, came forth and talked about it. That's their right and their responsibility to tell the truth and why we like their work. Then he says, I worry about cancel culture, though, because there are examples of actors, supposedly, who I think are tremendously gifted, and I don't know what all they did. In some cases, it sounds really bad. In some cases, it sounds like, really? They patted somebody on the butt, and so we should not see oh, this God. person's <laughs> movies now? I don't know. 
I'm not trying to wriggle out of your question, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to say that I'm actually not a good person to talk about this because I'm so uninterested in that stuff. I wouldn't watch the OJ trial. <laughs> Famously canceled OJ Simpson. <laughs> yes, OJ is so canceled. He's um, fucking done, dude. <laughs> He he talks about being an activist and how he cares about the news and stuff. But he does. He's one of those guys who's very proud of himself that he uh, doesn't have a television. He's like, he goes, I can't stand the television. <laughs> I bet he's watching South Park on his computer all day. Just yeah, it's a gonna hear like, a, <laughs> I hate televisions. <laughs> I like to watch TV on my phone. <laughs> um, let's get though over. Oh, uh, there was one other thing, which is that I always, I always like to look up controversy along with um with each artist named Tommy. Did you did you see this too? Well, I mean, I, I've known about this for a long time, but yeah, you, you kind of you have to. We should bring oh, up the the Daryl well, the Daryl Hannah uh, thing that happened where oh no. So yeah. it is all alleged, is the thing. Like uh, he vehemently denies that anything happened, but yeah, and, yeah he will. Yeah, the, the the she had suffered a lot of injuries that were claimed mm. to be at, at his hand, but it, it's just, yeah, it's I don't know. <laughs> you know? It's, it's I didn't. Bad. I didn't know yeah. about it. I yeah, didn't know. yeah. But yeah. now I now I hate him. <laughs> well, I rescind uh, my uh, episode. The reason I read a lot about it is that it's Joni Mitchell wrote a song and uh his way of talking about it because he thinks Joni mitchell's crazy and they (laughs) dated like 20 years before this song came out called i think it's called like not to blame or something like that Mm -hmm. um i gotta see it here and uh yeah it's called not to blame it's a 1994 album she put out and it's uh the the character in the song has a wife who commits suicide, which, which did also happen. happened to Jackson Brown, yeah, his mm-hmm. first wife, mm-hmm. and then uh, supposedly uh, was violent with uh, his new girlfriend or whatever. And uh, Jackson said the song was beneath her, and that he said Joni Mitchell is unfortunately she's not really well. <laughs> Brown, oh my God. Says, at this point in her life, you know, she's had deep fallings out with many people in her life. I think there's quite a few people she's no longer on speaking terms with. She's not a happy person, and nothing she says is right. It's very nasty. This is Jackson Ill. Brown doing Trump now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, well, that's just like, I'm just ready to hammer the exactly. gavel and be like, guilty. <laughs> like, yeah. as soon as you start being like, she's not a good person. Yeah. yeah like, so, oh, boy. Ew. Yeah. But he uh, ends well, it by saying that she's in, she's been in love with him for 20 years. Ah. <laughs> so. uh, it's a, and I like that uh, close with her at all. I like that Joni Mitchell's putting out diss tracks. I had no idea. <laughs> She's just like, it, yeah. a, people gangster. say Fountain of Sorrow is about Joni Mitchell also on the oh. other side of it. So there you go. They've got they've gone back and forth. Wow. Yeah. Wow. East Coast West Coast beef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um. All right, let's get over to the peanut gallery. So I posted. I don't think we. I don't. I think I got uh, drowned in the algo this time because I don't think anybody saw my Facebook post. But we got some on the Patreon. <laughs> um, All right. First off, and and get on the get on the Patreon, people. We need you. 
Uh, and we, we love having you. Uh, Matthew Potter. If, and if you comment, your uh, thoughts get, are guaranteed to be read. Um, so I asked the Patreon folks, what are their thoughts on Jackson Brown? And <laughs> the first comment is from Matthew Potter, who writes, Tommy Jacks on Brown Horses. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, JV writes, he completely loses me by the time we get to 1979, but the handful of records before that are pretty damn great. Though, uh, the loadout might be the most embarrassing song I've ever enjoyed. <laughs> I don't know the loadout. Do I like the loadout. That's a man. That's a man after my own heart. That's what I'm saying. So we all agree this guy's a great songwriter, but every once in a while you hit like a cringe track and you're like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. <laughs> Uh, James Buntrock says, just listen to his top hits on Apple Music, and I know and love every one of them. Didn't realize it was all Jackson Brown. I even love his cover of Stay. Hey, that's a, that's where I'm at. Uh, that's where I was at, too. I didn't know anything about him, and then it turned out I knew all the songs. Ali McElwee <laughs> says, my mom's celeb crush. Now cringing, thinking of myself listening to Sky Blue and Black in high school. I saw him live with a friend in San Francisco in 2013. We were definitely the youngest people in the crowd and were very pumped that it was a seated show, only to experience the rest of the crowd standing and dancing the whole time. Boomers go wild for Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two yes. Fiona Hart 2 says, well, she's got to be somebody's baby. The Phantom Planet cover is good as well. Hey. It's a great song. Yep. Let me hear that cover. Phantom Planet's the guy from uh, Schwartzman. Is that it? He's like the drummer and Phantom He is in that Planet. band, yeah. And that yeah. cover, if I remember correctly, is in 10 Things I Hate About You, or it's in some hey. tune. Yes. Uh, yes. But yeah, it's a great cover of a great song. Good tune. I'm trying, I think I remember that song now in that movie, now that you're saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just thought I'd sing it for you. I love that. Um, we're getting a whole. We're getting a real show this week, baby. <laughs> I'm surprised Tommy doesn't like bust out the piano. And, you guys don't yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah I did it for on. the feelers he episode. Used <laughs> he used to try on this show. Oh I come on. Now he looks at his phone the whole episode. What the hell? <laughs> I'm looking at my phone right now because I'm reading the comments. Uh, Max Rappaport says, These Days is one of the best songs ever written, but I recently found out he was 16 years old when he wrote it, and it kind of ruined it for me. Like It went from this tale of a weathered old man beaten down by the regrets of squandered youth to a kid who just finished Catcher in the Rye and whose parents just don't understand him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. That's right. An old soul. That's what you got to remember. An old soul. I do have a correction. It was not another teen movie that that cover was in. Oh, thank oh. God. It was some, some movie from that era I knew. It was yeah. Yeah, yeah. That the comedy that version of 10 Things I, I Hate About know, You. I need to give Not Another Teen Movie the a gritty reboot. Chris Evans. <laughs> I loved that movie when I was uh, when I was younger. It was the scene where he uh, has the he he dresses the the banana split is uh, yeah. it was very great punchline. Yeah. Um. All right. Did we get anything on the Twitter? 
Uh, we did. Let me pull it up. See, I was trying not to look at my phone. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at his fucking phone. <laughs> okay, Max Fine, past guest, said he's dot 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 great question mark. <laughs> and then Dan chimed in on all caps. Why Dan is it the question, in. Max? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, He's great. (laughs) Well, I got a vibe that Max was saying, like, why do you have to defend this? He's great. (laughs) Max knows better. I could see Max Max doing that. No, Max is too sweet. He's too sweet. (laughs) He's too sweet to do that. I'm coming back. What are your thoughts on Jackson Brown? You only have, yeah, anyway, no. I'll stop. I I think this is just, I've been abused by Twitter too many times. (laughs) I'm letting it out. I'm going to text him and ask him what he. No! What did you mean by that? Max um, is a very sweet man. He is. He don't is. don't do anything yeah, to disturb him, please. He does his good. Yeah, yeah. Say all that. That way, when we come to beat the fucking shit out of him, he won't see it coming. <laughs> Uh, Susie McNamara, my mom, said, uh, I thought I was a child, was Bobby, my dad, and my song from day one. I still listen to it 37 years later almost every day. So that's very Every nice. day? Jackson Brown was definitely the most played uh, music by my parents, so it's in my heart forever. Uh, Jimmy yeah, it, was, Fox. it was Jackson Brown and Slipknot, right? Yep, they loved that, <laughs> and they would make a, they would all put on the masks, and <laughs> do family road trips. And yeah. uh, Jimmy Fox, my buddy, I said, uh, "Doctor My Eyes," <laughs> which is a great fucking song. Doctor My Eyes, maybe the most fun one, I would say. Uh, it's a, it's I think a it's his number classic. one Spotify. Like when it, you look it up. As far as like, yeah, first. just like a good song to have on while you're having a beer. That's that's got to be the number one. And uh, he also corrected my spelling because I hastily typed out Brown with no e. Oh no! Tony said <laughs> one of the best songs. <laughs> <laughs> one of the best songwriters ever running on empty is an excellent album also thankful he helped bring up warren zevon warren zevon a stand by your band favorite yes any association with him yeah and uh yeah those are those are tweets i think uh the people are very positive on the music i would say yeah 100 percent and uh yeah, this is this is a great time, man. Uh, I yeah, I feel like this was more of an appreciation than a than a judging, but <laughs> I'd give it a full score, baby. I, this was a, a good time. I liked all liked all the music, but it doesn't. Who gives a shit what I think? It's you. You get to give us your final thoughts on Jackson Brown. I'm giving them. Yeah, give your final thoughts. Can I tell you a fun? Can I tell you a fun fun story that's Please. not mine? Yeah, take a minute. Okay, oh, take a my minute, friend baby. Sarah Dooley who's a, a very funny actress and writer and musician, you know, polymath, like we all have to, like how you guys have to also be radio hosts. Yeah. And uh, even we all just want to do stand-up, and we're like, uh, get the Patreon. Um, so she does all this stuff, and, and she was at Largo the first week she moved to L.A., and um, Zoe Deschanel was on stage and said she wanted to sing the song Moon River, and she goes, does anyone play piano and all of sarah's friends said like this girl this girl like really like you know she's beat red doesn't want to do it mm-hmm. and she gets you know she gets sent up on stage with zoe de chanel and then judd apatow comes out 
and then Jim Carrey in like a gorilla suit. They're oh all <laughs> like all these. It was like this benefit or something. And they're all going to sing Moon River. I think there were a couple other comics there. And um, she doesn't know it. So she's like, I need someone to like hold the the iPhone with the sheet music or whatever. Meanwhile, uh, Jim Carrey is screaming at her. Why are you nervous? Which is like <laughs> such a great, like you can find the video of, of Jim Carrey just going, why are you so nervous? <laughs> like, <laughs> so already this is like a, a dream or nightmare, depending on who you are. <clears throat> and the person who comes out from the wings to be her music stand is Jackson Brown. Wow. And then I was like, all right, well, now I'm jealous. Like, I wasn't jealous of any of it. <laughs> I don't need to talk to any of those people. But uh, as soon as I saw Jackson Brown just, like, holding an iPhone, the iPhone he uses to watch South Park, and he was <laughs> just going like that, um, it just really, like, it warmed my heart. And there's a story you would not have probably heard otherwise. Because yeah. It's just no, that's so, an like, inc- that's an just a friend story. of mine on Instagram. And I was like, what is it? What is this? <laughs> That is incredible. That's a great story. Yeah. Um, I do. I I got some bad news while I was uh, <laughs> while I was searching. I I I looked up some fun facts about Jackson Brown earlier, and for the horny listeners of the show, <laughs> this is on the fast facts for Jackson Brown. The, they give his full name, which is Clyde Jackson Brown. His nickname JB. His birthday, his zodiac sign Libra. His height five ten. He's a short king. And, uh, he's, uh, but his relationship status is in a relationship. Fuck. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Boo. They wrote it like a Facebook or like an old Facebook. Robot. Listen, in a relationship. it's never, it's a 74 it's, year old man. It's absolutely <laughs> never stopped him before. So get in there, <laughs> ladies. Let's he go. just, he's ready. He's a horny dog. All right. <laughs> well, like I said, Perfect score for me. Great. We don't even have to score this. This is this is yeah. an appreciation, and I did appreciate Jackson Brown, and I'm excited to to pop these tunes back on. This was a great time, man. Uh, let's let's get this plug out again, brother. Give us the dates. Give us the deets on the special. April twelfth. It's called Husband Material. I'm Dan Wilbur. You can follow me at Dan Wilbur on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram. It's Dan Wilbur Comedy. And I'll have all the details up. We'll have videos. We'll have clips. And uh, so, yeah, look for it in April. Amazing. Uh, Look for that in April. Dan's the best. And uh, I will be on the road coming up this very weekend. I am in Tulsa. And at the Looney Bin uh, tomorrow through, I guess, I don't know what day this is. Uh, it's Wednesday through Saturday. And I'll also be coming to Wichita pretty soon. And where else? I have a list here. Uh, Arkansas, I'm going to be at the Grove. I'm going to be at a place called Stir Crazy in Arizona. <laughs> These dates are, these clubs are starting to Are you to just cooking fake. stir fry at this point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll be at CG's Comedy Club. I think that's in Illinois in May. So come out to one of those. I'll be at the Comedy Cellar in Vegas the end of April or the beginning of April slash the end of March. But I'll be back in New York too. And my my album is coming out, so keep an eye out for that. And uh, Tommy, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I uh I'll be at the Gutter on Thursday night doing a fun show. That's a St. Patrick's Day theme. Uh, check out my Instagram for other shows coming up. I'll be in Chicago in April doing some shows. Uh, and uh, be on the lookout for hopefully we'll have some news about my recording sometime soon. 
Yeah, let's go. Go see Tommy on the Irish holiday. <laughs> uh, all right, thanks again, Dan. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Get on the Patreon. Keep it crispy. Bye. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.